for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to just another episode of That's a Shame. Just an, It's just another. That's going to be a theme of today's one, I think. Fair? If, if, if we even have a theme. Yeah, I mean, who cares about things like theme anymore? It's just, it's just another it's just Sunday. It's just Sunday. Let's not get excited about anything. I'm Isaac. Who are you? I'm Declan. How's it going? Looking not pretty damp. Thing. Yeah, well, I just had a shower. Okay, now that's an interesting it. time for the shower at 9.30pm. Yeah, well, I was feeling it, you know. Sometimes you just got to go for it. You do. And it's that sense of just grabbing life by whatever tendrils the orange yeast creature offers that I think is going to permeate today's show. Now, can you explain a little for our listeners? You can't just say tendrils from the orange yeast creature. We just saw a thing on Reddit that's a horrid... um, Someone left a a glass bottle of some sort of natural orange juice for a year in a cabinet. And it's grown what looks, let's not beat around the bush, like a cock, right in the middle of the bottle. Uh, I, I, I was going to say something more like tapeworm. No, it's much too big for a tapeworm. Well, Tapeworms are long, but they don't have the girth. Right, okay. Whereas that is Whereas just a column that... of flesh. Yeah, but it was so incredibly slimy that I'm, <laughs> I'm frankly worried Sorry, about Sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> Flat oh. at the ends. <laughs> yeah, it's really unpleasant. I won't be linking to it, and I wouldn't recommend that you go and look for no. it at all. Now, there's a nice segue here, though, because we were just talking about a bottle of orange yeast... And who's a bigger bottle of orange yeast than old Prezi Trumpst? And we went to see him, didn't we? No. we. I thought we were going to go and see him. Is that him. what I you was told? Him? It was a meeting group. <laughs> he was going to be there. <laughs> I brought my Art of the Deal sketchbook. <laughs> Limited edition. Yeah, I was going to get it all over. Oh, no. But that was disappointing for me, not not to get the chance to meet him. But clearly he was too busy kind of standing around Blenheim Palace looking at um, a parade of a very cool and up-to-date military activity. Grasping onto the hands of Theresa May. He really loves the holding the slightest hand, inkling of a step. Mm. He's really, really obsessed with like hand contact as a person. Mm. He's the kind... He's like who you would tell to keep their hands to themselves in like a school trip bus. He's really just like, always um, like going out there like feelers. He reminds me a lot of Uncle Jack from Always Sunny. Yes. Constantly worried about the size of his tiny hands. I don't know if it's even the size thing anymore. It's just, for me, the his propensity to do odd things with them. Like, but that's what I think it is. Them, I think like, it's a compensation. On mm, just very conscious of them. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd think that would come from from a, having a kind of meteor slab at the end of his arm sticks. No, not the kind of feeble little interesting like, starfish that he's got. Yeah, at the well, end of each arm. Well, he tries his best, doesn't he? So we were we tripped along to London's uh, Stop Trump Coalition organised protest. Now, can I just check? Was this Friday afternoon's anti-Trump protest, or uh, was it the Saturday afternoon? The, I'm sure equally as well attended. Uh, yeah, I think pro-Trump. Yeah, uh, and Tommy Robinson, and Tommy like, Robinson, Tommy Robinson, 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 Robinson um, down with others. That was another of yeah. the big things. No, we went along to the Friday. I think you know the Saturday one. It was gonna, if anything, be too busy, and I don't think it already kind of the standing room only vibe of our one that had, you know, more people that went to Trump's own inauguration. Quite a way. Um, that 
that I can only imagine was maybe doubled, tripled. Yeah. By I mean, I didn't see that it was. Well, it wasn't, but that's the thing, isn't it? The MSA oh, the liberal media, and they're not they're the underreporting it. BBC, and it's not just because there were like twenty racist white guys who shouting out Dagenham. Yeah, but it's probably not that. It's, it's probably bigger. It's probably that it was so big that it's like, well, where do you even start reporting? I don't think this? Trafalgar Square is even there. I guess anymore. not because I haven't seen hide nor hair of it since no I can't like ordinarily if we take a little look out it's Nelson's like, oh, column Nelson you can have a little wave to him but but it seems to be on fire yeah at the very best and again like from a from a media perspective and if if you think of like a cameraman's job of just documenting that event because there were loads of them at the at the stop Trump one and obviously mm. made international news um, still being talked about yeah and, and all that but maybe the problem there was like, well, with this many people, like, where do you, There's too where much do you point to the camera? Yeah. Because a camera can only take, what, 25 races maybe, maybe per, per frame. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real, yeah, it's quite quite a task to capture the magnitude of something like a pro-Trump mm. rally in London. So good, we're gonna be, we'll be focusing on the Friday. Yeah, one. but for yeah. balance, I'm sure the other one, I'm sure they had a I'm great sure time. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was good. I didn't do the march because oh, I was coming in late. But so what I decided to do was skip ahead. Uh-huh. I got head off the march. I did a I did an anti-Trump tube journey. Oh, okay. And, and how did was, you manifest that on the journey? Uh, Just I like, had a can of Stella. Oh, he hates against that. the TFL's own rules. You nice. see, um, so Trump it was a bit of public dissent. Of the TFL rules. He probably wants them to sue someone. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, so got off at Charing Cross uh-huh. and came and met you in the Trafalgar Square uh, back good, when it was there. Good place, didn't I? Yeah, you, you'd I'd reached a good, good spot. Standing zone, me and my pal. Who was your vanished. pal? I met some oh, people in the no. queue. The queue, the rally, the march, the long walk. Are you sure that you did? You weren't just making these. Yeah, one of them was, was a hot. nice little angel on my <laughs> on my shoulder. The other one dressed all in red. Had a lot of spooky <laughs> ideas about things I should be doing with the day. No, I don't know what became of them. But you know the vibe of those sorts of marches. Just Everyone's come and talking go. to everyone. There's people just fucking in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doing coke off George Allagai's back. It was it was a party. Big I, party. I thing. missed all that. I only got there for the speeches. Yeah, no, that was less for party. But they were still pretty good. Yeah, there were lots riveting. of people. Very there many. Were like dozens upon dozens. There was an endless slew of people ready to speak. People- Sometimes in... Totally different languages. There are so many different causes as well. Yeah, all being melded. That's what's good about it. It's interesting that they all hate Trump. It's it's almost like he's doing nothing right. It's odd because like if you are Trump and you're looking around, you're like, right, so it's not just like the liberals who hate me. It's like, oh, hang on. There's all these people who are, you know, uh, like in in favour of Palestinian rights. And then there's all these people who are in favour of like South American rights. It's like, is the... Is there some pattern? But there's probably not. No, probably it's not, not necessarily It's just a coincidence into. is what uh, probably those, is the case. Yeah. I guess that's what he's he's thinking, at least. Yeah. For now. Um, who was some of the speakers that stood out for you? Um, well, obviously, it was nice to see our boy JC mm. get up and do a speech. Jeremy Corbyn. He he did a, a one of those impassioned ones good, that it? he's famed for. I've seen him a bunch of times now doing those speeches in the middle of squares. And he's the first time I thought, you're a very timid man, Jeremy. But that was several years ago. And he's since really come into his own. Oh, yeah, bless he's him. a lot better at it than he used to be. Oh, that's nice. It is good. It? It's good to see him progressing. Isn't yeah. It? It's nice to see that upward trajectory. Um, 
there was, of course, lest we forget the incredible South American <gasps> pairing. God, they were great. Do you want to explain? Have you ever seen someone so small that if you were to blink for one second, you might have doubted their own existence? Well, here you go. Small in terms of height. Yeah, but large in terms of presence. Yeah, I'm thinking like vocal quality. Like Miriam Margulies or something. Yes, that's quite South America. Yeah. Do you think that's who she what she's known as? Yeah, that is now, yeah. (laughs) That's really good to hear. I'm sure Miriam will be thrilled as well. Oh well she's always looking She did that anti Trump thing in the US isn't she? That was so so weird. Whose job is it to just sit around coming up with which celebrity should be sent out to do like which set of documentaries because they it seems to be increasingly random i hope it's a wheel of fortune kind of thing yeah like going, like, okay. and this one's going to be <laughs> guy fieri oh and on. he's going to alaska he's drugs trade <laughs> wow they don't seem to have to have any like pre no prerequisite information chris interest. tarrant going to do that show oh, about the God. palestinian israeli railways very hard and then, like, standing there by one of the big apartheid walls, being like... Just like when just, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Just feel like a better train, and this could all be over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what will solve today? A really fucking good train. Maybe it, maglev. I always find it interesting that people... Because you have to in order to justify the probably ridiculous amount of money being spent on making yeah. all of this nonsense, well, that you have to come up with some sort of at least pseudo profound like argument uh-huh. to conclude with. And yeah. it's always that whatever trivial, meaningless thing you were looking into is probably the key to world peace. Yeah. So it's like those ones where they get like a gardening expert to go and look at the, the palace what, in was Saudi it, was it Arabia. Ju- Judy Dench on trees. She was like, oh, more trees. And that will be we'll end all this racism. If there were more trees, like so many more trees that you just couldn't fit any people, then it would. So oh, Judy's that is interesting. But yeah. it's potentially quite a sensationalist approach to something. It's quite genocidal. It's a one one shot and you're out. Yeah. Sort of yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't come back from what if total the, triage. What if the last person left uh-huh. happened to be a racist though and then they went oh, I'm not no. going to plant this last tree and then it's, tree. we've just built a racist <laughs> giant we, forest we've we complete <laughs> we, we've, we've like changed the ratio so that yeah. the human population is now 100% racist 100% racist one racist amongst a billion trees <laughs> just frolicking for all eternity <sighs> God, well, we can't be taking those sorts of risks, Judy. No. And as much as I, I think it was irresponsible. admire her. Yeah. And that's why I'll be writing in. I think someone has to do it. So, yeah, this South American lady came up and shouted with the vocal well, energy. Well, she was with someone else. Yeah, she was I, with someone else from her organisation. Yeah. Who was, like, translating. But not for a really long time. Sometimes you get, like, the most impressive form of translation where someone's just standing aside. And you know that thing where Pennywise opens his mouth and his teeth come out and his face goes all dead. Yeah. And he sort of glazes over because he's just so busy eating children. Yeah. <laughs> Some translators who are really concentrated... Eat get, children. Well, when they're finished eating <laughs> the children, they'll tell you about it in any language you want. But when they are zoning out to translate, it's like another part of their brain. So you often see like... I don't know if you've ever seen the booth where they do live translation at like the European yeah. Union and stuff. But they just sort of listen 
and then their face takes on this weird like dead quality like they're plugging into a completely different apparatus so sometimes they do that live translation where someone will be talking and that person will be alongside them kind of staring limply <laughs> and then just muttering in english or whatever it happens yeah. to be translated to their approach was different and it gave i thought a certain uh enigmatic quality as well as really allowed you to hear the grandiosity of Spanish being spoken so fervently. I felt, I don't know about you, like I was in the middle of La Revolución. It was like oh, well, yeah. Shea was going to be just around the corner. The, the best part of it was that, you know, until the translation came each time, she could have been saying anything. Yeah. She could have been saying, death to the West, <laughs> let's burn this like square down. You square. are all infidels. Trump's my dad, my yeah. big orange dad. I'm, you know, Nazis are great people. Yeah. And we'd have screamed and clapped along. Because she just had us, yeah. you know. She um, had to work a crowd. Thankfully, it did seem as though she wasn't saying those no, things. No, really good. She was saying a lot of good stuff, wasn't she? Yeah. It was very well organised in terms of um, the diversity of speakers, not mm. just in terms of like racial diversity, but the fact that there was like prime, I think predominantly female speakers. Yeah, mostly, I think. Which is the first time I've been to like a rally where that's been the case. You know, someone behind us saying the same. Yeah, it's, it was very, very well done. And I understand that Trump baby will be doing the international round. So of course you would have seen Trump baby in the press floating about. Yeah. We saw him that lion. Fucking a lion. Now that was an odd sight to see and not one that I thought I ever would be privileged. Not one that you knew you wanted to until you did. And then you were like, he mounted that Nelson's lion that Nelson, I assume brought into the battle of Waterloo. Probably. So unfair, isn't it? That he had those massive stone, Iron Lion guys in the Battle of Waterloo. Like, what's Napoleon supposed to do? But the thing is, you wouldn't have thought they'd be useful on the sea. And that's when, where when he was that's at Trafalgar. His genius. That's why he's but known as the was, great yeah. strategist because he was the first person to look at uh, like bronze lions and then look at the ocean and think, "There's a marriage here." Right here we go. Time. There's something in the middle of this Venn diagram worth exploring. Yeah, and explore it. He did. And explore it, we did. So we were there for several hours. We saw Gary Young again. Well, I say what? we, it was me. Because that kid had to go. <laughs> I had to go. I was desperate. We were going. Oh, we should talk about where we were going as well. Briefly. Oh, well, we will, yeah. But yeah, we were going on to another destination that should have been maybe a minute's walk, but took me. I had to like circumnavigate most of London to did avoid. You, did you go past any of the many boom boxes in the street? Sure Absolute. did. Impromptu street raves. I went past some tourists who were looking very, very confusedly oh, yeah, at the phone. Like, bad day to I? visit the National Portrait yeah. Gallery. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted a little like picture of them against the column. <laughs> Good luck, you'll be sniped. Yeah, so I went all the way around uh, after seeing Gary Young, who did an excellent job as ever. It was a fun game I was playing of trying to guess people who were about to speak based on their introductions that were quite you know, variable. They weren't like pre-written from post-it notes. No, no. So like, now we have a uh, born in 1984, a journalist with the Guardian for 32 years. Like, uh, he writes books. He writes words. He's behind me. He's the biggest t-shirt wearing <laughs> hero you've seen. <laughs> it's David Lammy. <laughs> but no, I guessed Gary's one quite quickly because I think there's just an affinity there. And I yeah. don't think it's one that he knows about yet, but I think he's going to uh, find will. out. <laughs> oh, when, when he I gets send my mail. <laughs> On a floppy disk. So straight from there, straight from that political fervour and the energy of... of we should mention some people. of the signs as oh, well. Oh, yeah, We're yeah. Talk about the signs. Well, what um, 
you saw a very complicated sounding one about Which being one? orange. Oh yeah, there was one that was just something about it was about a paragraph long, but the phrase mm. that stuck with me was like an apricot faced mangled hell beast. She's a lovely turn of phrase and very kind of eldritch way of describing Trump. One of the best things about the signs was the utterly disparate quality yep. of the craftsmanship. Because, uh, craftsmanship and message as well. Yeah, like there were some that were kind of almost professionally done. Yep. I mean, there were a, a few organisations who turned up with probably more generic banners, but that were made out of kind of carbon fibre mesh on yeah, poles. Just and for the like aerodynamic and then crowd dodging. There was a, a woman in front of me with a half open shoebox that she'd sharpied Trump less than Obama onto and like <laughs> waving it about. And you're like, well, wow. well, Strong good. Message. <laughs> I'm a sure. group of girls who are probably about 15, 16, like in front of us who just had like A4 bits of paper that they'd yeah. written on. Just um, good effort. There was a, a sign behind us maybe because uh, we were right at the foot of the column yeah. and the speeches were happening facing away from Whitehall. So we were looking kind of like down one, yeah. as it were. So in between us and the National Gallery, there was um, a sign that looked quite well made. But I think that this person had been at the last minute told to uh, self-censor their oh. sign because it, it's always the it, was, it was kind of like very well stenciled on Trump is a cunt, uh-huh. but then kind of... St- tacked over the U was just a little bit of paper with an asterisk hastily <laughs> drawn on. Oh. So I'm been like, there might be people who don't want that yeah, <laughs> at the parade. Fair. I saw the, the gingers against Trump. I didn't know that that was a thing until I saw your Instagram story. That's interesting because I would have thought you'd have been right amongst that group. No, I didn't know Perhaps they were there. a deputy or a viceroy. I'll be applying at once. I think you should. I'm yeah. sure. I don't know if they actually are a formal movement. Make it happen. But be the why change not? you want to see in the world. I have been, wanted to see more ginger-based activism. Yeah, why not? Um... There was, uh, of course, as we both um, enjoyed, someone there with a sign that said Wenger out, <laughs> referring to Arsene Wenger, the ex-Arsenal manager. Uh-huh. Wenger out has become like a mantra. Yeah, it's just its own meme. For uh, maybe the since he joined, really, yeah. that there's always been at least a contingent of people protesting every match saying they want someone new. Yeah. And so I think this person just kind of had the sign hanging they just around. Had it thought, ready. They were like, you know, well, and he may already be gone, but just want to make just it clear. Keep, keep out is really the message. Yeah. It evolves with the with the times. And the only other uh, sign of note that I saw was when I left uh-huh. and I was heading um, towards Leicester Square. Bit of a hint there, mm. um, which was someone who had a School of Rock-inspired sign oh, that yeah. just said, you're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's great. Now, was that the Andrew Lloyd Webber revival of School of Rock you think they're referencing? No, I don't want to have to throw this glass of ice right. water over the keyboard, but I will if necessary. Not a fan of that big one, hey? No, it was good. And what was good as well was that it was uh, a million degrees one of my favourite temperatures to be standing outside for four, four and a half hours. But you were in comfortable kind of every day. Yeah. Oh, no, I was in like a suit shirt and black trousers because I'd been up. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was a bit of a shame. But I soldiered on and I I think in many ways 
I was the hero of, of the day. Maybe the answer. I have hero. been surprised not to see your name mentioned it's more weird. frequently in the yeah. press coverage. I'm, but I'm not going to push it. Maybe if you want to. No. Kind of yeah, I might send. I would like tweet Laura Keensberg or Just something. Be like, be like, hey, have a look this way. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, but part of I think that strength and resilience that you showed mm. was, as we've hinted, that you had something to look forward to. I you had something. Did. To which you were persevering. A weird contrast of events. Yes. Weird things to do back to back. You've got all the fervor and energy and just sheer volume in terms both of quantity of people everywhere and just how noisy everyone is. You've got all that going on. And then just five minutes down the road, the silent, dark adulation of The Incredibles 2. Now, when you say silent, I assume you mean hopefully from the audience not that it's a silent, it's a silent movie <laughs> film and i think brad bird deserves all the accolades he's gonna get i mean if the artist's not afraid to do it they didn't even have a dog in this film although a baby is a bit like a dog comedically there was speaking. a raccoon a raccoon is what i've often considered adjacent to the dog yeah a kind of trash dog mm. um how did you find it? It was very, very excellent, I thought. It was... Short film before, it was very, very mad and excellent as oh, well. Oh, yeah, very did odd. did not expect much of what happened, but was very thoroughly... I'd seen about it before, like months ago. I think they'd released like a clip or there was an article about... Yeah, I'd read that it was the first, both the first Asian director, I think, of a Pixar short mm-hmm. and also the first female director. And it was going to be like based on... Asian cultural norms. See, I knew the main thrust that it is, listeners, about a an Asian mother who's uh-huh. suffering from empty nest syndrome. Uh-huh. The kids have gone. Yeah. And so... And our nests also just gone all empty. Yeah. Um, and so what happens in order to placate this is that a dumpling yep. that she's making, yep. what it does, she goes to eat it, but it oh, turns God. out it is alive. It only comes all the way to life. Not part of the way to life, not nope. Pinocchio style. Fully. Fully. Has its own passport within minutes, I'm sure. Yeah. Normalised, um, naturalised citizen. And then she has to raise it. Yeah, has to is an interesting... Did you feel there was an imperative there? I didn't think you could then eat it. You could just kick it to the curb or put it into the foster care system, I suppose. But then what if it reported you? What for? She's not necessarily ready to raise a dumpling. Would you be? Uh, that conversation no. you've had with your girlfriend? No, but that's why I don't to... make dumplings. That's fair, yeah. You is that the only reason? That is that's it. That's what's holding you back? Yeah. Because I'm if it, if it comes to life... Good chance I'm it just won't. fucked. <laughs> Imagine if you were, like, so amazing at making those particular dumplings that you're too afraid to make. You're just holding that gift away from the world. Out of For a fear. Childish fear <laughs> of anthropomorphic live food. Yeah, the short was good, and the film was very, very good. What about all the music there is? Well, it, it it's amazing. But yeah. as I said to uh, Dan, she came to see it with us, that I think the, the best thing about the music was that uh, when I got back, uh-huh. I couldn't remember a single bit of new music. Because it like, all just blends. Yeah, it's just so like uh, well intertwined, well yeah. integrated into the world that it just is. I did actually remember the Frozone theme, which oh. has stuck with me. They've written three different, like... Oh, yeah, well, those stand out so somewhat great. <laughs> do have a listen if you haven't, and do go and see it if you haven't, because, I mean, what's that about? 
It's, yeah. I mean, it's been out for like a month and a half everywhere else. Yeah. We got fucked over, but we were there opening night. What did you think? What was the cinema vibe? I hear there was some dreadful person next to you. Oh, yeah. There was a girl a couple of seats down from Dan. She wouldn't shut the fuck up. What sort? Just like screeching or, or a commentating? A bit of screeching and some commentating. That's very annoying, isn't it? Very yeah. Upsetting. Um, less so during the movie, though there was still some, mm-hmm. but more during the short. Hmm. Some quite offensive oh, really? commentary. She wasn't. She wasn't white, was she? Uh, no, she wasn't. Interesting. Okay. Mm. I thought it might be the case that she just missed all the the cultural cues from it. No, I think she just was very stupid. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah. That's quite the affliction. Um, the cinema experience was interesting. I both love and despise those seats. Uh They're like these Italian made, are they? I think it says kind of leather seats, which are quite nice. And they have a nice like rock back. Yeah. But what what it means is that if you need to like shuffle back in your seat, it is a four-minute process for me. <laughs> like, I have to get up and then come back in. Uh-huh. Um, and we were inordinately close to the screen, which was also a super screen. Mm. So it was but fucking huge. Yeah. Having been to almost every row in that screen, the same is true of pretty much everywhere you see. Yeah, it you did feel look very, like very, very close to it. I think that's kind of, that's what I'm By the time the film started, I kind of acclimatised a bit yeah, more. Yeah, you have to get used to it. The, the main thing was that in any of the adverts or trailers, if there was any writing on the screen, it wasn't a case of just flick your eyes across. It was, it was like a literal ooh. sweeping, like a lighthouse. Like it was doing just the grease lightning. <laughs> yes, <dance>. across, <laughs> and it would like be off the screen before you Fuck. had time. Ford, what? Some very, very poor trailers. Goodness oh, yeah. me. You're going to go and be seeing the Patrick the Pug I, film? I <laughs> Hashtag Pug, it actually. Was, it was the worst trailer I've ever seen. Yeah. James Corden voicing the pug, I imagine. Oh, probably. That would tip it over the edge into a family classic. He didn't turn up in The Incredibles, and that was something for which I was very inordinately grateful. grateful. Mamma Mia 2. Now, where where will you be on the oh, post just, for that? I just won't be for watching MM2. it. I just You're a big fan of the first, and this is your objection is out of like a purist attachment to the classic. Not necessarily. I mean, I, th- I went to see the original. I thought it was fine. In the cinema? Yeah. That's interesting. Why did you do that then? Because uh, I always quite enjoyed ABBA. Oh, and right. I thought it was just a laugh. I, qu- I like the first film. And it's fine. Yeah. But it it, it very much doesn't need any more. That's and also, It needs as, so much as my As my, like, protestation will always be... What fucking songs are they going to do? Because it feel all, like they'd use them. all of the good ones are gone. Can you, like, do you think there's a point during the film where they just give up and like, well, I guess we'll just do Waterloo again? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the most depressing day to come to work as a script writer yeah. for that film and be like, guys, there are no more songs. Guys, I've looked. They've Not I mean, that anyone's ever heard of. No. They've just got quite all a of category. All of the B-sides. Yeah. Just a bunch of songs no one's ever heard. The winner takes a bunch. (laughs) Money, money, honey. Yeah, it'd be a lot lot of nonsense, I think. Look, there's been one more event today, and it's about this that I'd like to to discuss with you. Okay. Some some augmentations. We're going to segue in via this email from Noah. (gasps) Noah's a listener to the show. You're familiar? I am. Super comp Noah. A mistake in the latest episode, Crobster, is the (gasps) subject line. Look, we're not above being called out for... 
the the mistake isn't that we called the episode Crobster, is it? Because Interesting that, that he is, dropped the ball on pointing that. That is out. a fundamental. Every time I have since seen it, I have thought it's a horrid words. That was a an amazing decision that we took. There. If we put all of our episode titles in like a list, like each one of them, their own slip of paper, and just left them about in a room. The police would be called within seconds. It's just absolute- they wouldn't know why. You just get if you read them, you get a real sense of like there's something not right. My child is like. a three. Like what? <laughs> what could you possibly make of that? Yeah, there's a lot of lot of worries there. Yeah. The NFL begins now. He hasn't said hello. He hasn't said how oh, you doing. Dear. The NFL is the greatest of the four big sports here in America. Brackets: football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. On top of that, it is far superior than soccer. Perhaps I'm biased, Noah candidly admits, <laughs> candidly and correctly, because I routinely attend games at the largest stadium in the free world. That's quite cool. But the amount of complexity within the game is beyond any nonsensical goulash you can ping into soccer. This is a lovely turn of phrase. Albeit the rate of injury and death is a little high, but nonetheless, American football is the most exciting and nuanced major sporting game. Declan, how do you respond? Well, it's just wrong, isn't it? Like, I love Supercontin, yeah. but, you know, I, I, I refuse to believe, having spent quite a bit of time trying to, mm. uh, refuse to believe that that really beyond maybe three players per team, mm-hmm. that anyone makes any kind of decisions. <laughs> As to what they're doing. It does feel like a game that could be solved by IBM's Watson. Well, yeah. Who just looks Within at it one like, second. Put that man there. Throw like, it to the same guy. All of this, like, headset talking to each other and yeah. complex plans and whatnot. It, you know, it will never, ever have anything of the rough-edged beauty of uh-huh. what he incorrectly calls soccer. We're, we're going to call it football. <laughs> the OG. Yeah. Um the one where you use your feet primarily <laughs> with the ball yeah um where you know you are solely responsible for all the things that you do mm-hmm. that you've got fucking men dowdy middle-aged men in raincoats with a tiny little notepad screaming instructions at a bunch of millionaires go deep lads go trying deep trying to get them to kick the ball toward the goal it's such a like just fundamentally such a simple too. like aim with like so in, much beauty. In football, teamwork is a choice. And in so many other sports, you just have to function as a unit because there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. And if I wanted to watch that, I'd go and watch battle recreations. And I don't, so I won't. Watching like American football seems to me like watching netball. Okay. Where you're not allowed to run with the ball. Like It just feels like everything's so kind of static and in, in literal phases. Yeah that how can you enjoy a game that must must be stopped that often? I feel like the more layers you get away from a sport at its most simple, it's like, I can't remember if I said it on the show, but I said it, we've discussed it every game of the World Cup. <laughs> if you just put a spherical object in front of four people, football would happen. They would work that yeah. game out. No fucking amount of people would contrive the complexities and pointless nuances of even, I think, something like rugby, which has a bunch yeah. of bullshit rules oh, that need to happen and that serve only to prolong and account for a game that can't stand up in its own core game. It's just <laughs> bad design. But football is not without 
as Noah says, it's nonsensical goulash. And it's on the back of that that I'd like to propose to you some thoughts I've been kicking around and kind of gestating during the World Cup period as to ways in which we could spice up the tournament and not just the tournament, but the sport as a whole. I've got uh, eight ideas here. They're not all very long. They're not all very complex. Okay. Some of them, however, are game changers. In a literal sense. In the okay. most literal sense. I just want to get you Do any of them involve new bullshit rules and complexities? We're not, not really. Okay, that, that is Well, good. one of them very much does. <laughs> and another one kind of does. Okay. The first one is perhaps the most disarmingly simple. And it's for that reason that I think you're really going to enjoy it. And it's what if all the players were very good? Oh. And I mean, I mean very good. So if we got rid of the bad players. And even the good players. And replaced them all with very with good players. just very good exclusively. It kind of, um, in a sense, like, like when you get to something like the Premier League or the World Cup, where <laughs> the whole thing, like it is extraordinarily removed from grassroots football. Yeah. It, is business run and business led, not quite to the same extent. I don't feel as the NFL no. seems to be, but but close. Yeah. Like it, it's getting, it's talk. definitely on its way, and it's a nice. and it's aiming to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of agree with uh, the Fra- old Frankie Boyle observation that I, I'd love to see sport where they were just all jacked up to the eyeballs on drugs like i'd <laughs> like love or cybernetic yeah enhanced. like i would love to see yeah. you know like i think the frankie ball line is like do you want to see usain bolt run the 100 meters in 9.8 seconds yeah. or do you want to see him run it in three seconds with the <laughs> heart of a leopard <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know and at that point it's not like oh you know but the rich players will be able to afford that and the poor ones won't it's like they are all millionaires. <laughs> Do you feel, though, if we lean into that avenue where it becomes a, a kind of arms race of uh, technology and yeah. drugs, do you think the end game for that is dystopia? There's just like going to be some almost, running uh, man style. Al- almost certainly. Techno sound. But I mean, that's, that's what the NFL basically is like. It's all the technology of the gloves that they use to catch and whatnot. At least in football, it we, for the most part, when there's been kind of unfair technology we have sort of gone let's rein that in yeah. like as we were discussing the other day the season where the ball was oh, a, the a ball literal sentient itself. object <laughs> that, that would weird, deliberately it? fly you know we had that ball and everyone went you can't have, have that for it was season. amazing to play with like as a very casual football player yeah. myself <laughs> even that is to overstate the last 10 years of my career. I used to play a lot, but the last yeah. 10 years has been a real... It's it's a drive. Mark and I were saying we want to try and find a five-a-side team. Yeah, Let's why try not? And do that. Um, well, it's but nice. you'd have a kick around with that season's ball, and suddenly everyone was fucking Pele. If, if you looked at the ball, it, it would move. top corner yeah. every time. <laughs> you couldn't miss. It was like there was a whole season where... I think eight goalkeepers just killed themselves. Like <laughs> the it was match. just no. It was all the reserves <laughs> yeah, that was, was coming on. Did you see? By the way, on this topic, um, I have to see if I can find the video uh-huh. um, of Everton played a pre-season friendly yeah. against some absolute back end of nowhere fifth team. Okay, and won twenty-two nil. Well, but there was a video of the. Uh, 20th goal uh-huh. and basically the 
the guy gets a pass through, the striker gets a pass sent through to him, and he kind of just walks into the box. And the goalkeeper just looks at him and goes, well, and just walks to his post. Like, just moves at his eye. There's no point. Oh, I'm not going to like, no. not going to throw myself at his feet That's for so to stop sad. 20 nil, am yeah. I? So he just like toe pokes it across That's the line. That's really sad. It's, it's so funny. There's another wrinkle to this that I'd like to explore, which is okay. when I say very good. Have you ever played the game Infamous? No. Have you ever played a game ever? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Sorry, okay, so it sounded like there was something more coming. No, ever. Okay. It, one game at least. Yes. So you may be familiar with this system in lots of games of morality, where like if you make good choices... I've played football and manager. you save... Uh, okay, well, this isn't, doesn't directly apply, but you save... If you're Spider-Man and you're zipping about New York like he does and you save a little kid's balloon, that's some good karma. It means you can unlock maybe a very super web. Right. If you take that balloon and stamp it in front of the child and then maybe web up its face and sh- and scream at it. Yeah, you That's get an gonna even better web. Dark web. Oh, no. For example. And in Infamous, it's kind of the whole motif of the game is that you're either doing good stuff or you're becoming very bad. And if you're very bad, your powers are obviously much cooler and better. Well, you're always. <laughs> but I can't fight the urge within myself to just be wholly good in all these games I always have the most boring set of like the worst. you don't get lightning but you can help this old lady cross the street with a plus five agility <laughs> there's like me in the next room just like throwing black holes power. wherever <laughs> yeah um, what if there was kind of that level to it and by very good that both means in the game but off the pitch as well they have to right. be very good members of society oh that would be good they have to Just kind like of community donate salaries donating yeah. probably like spoon feeding the elderly if they want to be spoon fed yeah not if they don't because that would be that, that is still assault and respect is the number one killer of the oh, elderly yeah apart from age so uh, I think that that would be good it feels unfair for them all to be very good without there being some kind of comeuppance so I suppose do you think there would be any kind of way you could integrate these sort of unlockable things the more good they were because if say Mbappe um, donates all of his World Cup tournament salary to charity Mm -hmm. and then I don't know Kieran Dyer just uh, like doesn't comes out of retirement and (laughs) (laughs) then there's got to be some way of like balancing these two things where he's rewarded more for a better, a very good bit of play. Maybe it's, maybe it's that we work it the other way that you get penalized for not, because it's, I think hard, difficult to award for being good, but we could be like Kieran, maybe let's say Eric Dyer, because he still plays football. Eric Dyer has to wear weights for the next game. So he's like, not many weights. No. And maybe like, loads on his left foot and none on his right. Yeah. But, you know, just so that it kind of slows him down a bit, you know, unbalances him. It makes his life harder. And when he gets off that field, having embarrassed himself and his team and probably his nation, he'll he'll be like, I'm going to help this old lady. He's going to say, I'm going to go home and be very good. Yeah. That's that's nice, I think. Who would be the number two? Here's one specific to the mouth, which I think is kind of underlooked in football, the mouth. Oh, good. Um, What I'm suggesting is that in order to combat... um, a rise, as far as I can see, in, you know, this kind of dirty body check football where we're playing, it's kind of cynical, isn't it? We're playing the man, not the ball. Yeah. What if the tongue must be protruding from the lips at all time and therefore clenched between the upper and lower jaw, meaning that you're not going to commit to a foul, 
knowing that you're going to chop off your own tongue in so doing. But what I think that that will create is just even more cynical vows where, you know, you come in late from the side, they can't see, quick arm up, they've lost a tongue and the ball. Then you're going to be, there's going to be compensation in the form of that player's going to get right back up and just deck you from the underjaw. Right, but... And that'll chop off the tongue. But if that were about to happen, I'd just pull my tongue in. You you can't. You'd be immediately disqualified, not from that game, but from all football for all time. Uh, Because this is a worldwide... Right, okay. You can't even do a couple of keepy-uppies in the back garden. Not a chance. What what system is in place to stop you? 24-7 video camera... <laughs> and, and you're funding this, are you? Sure. <laughs> Our Patreons there. Uh, do they have to be in like a, a like a little holder, like no, a mouth guard? No, no, no. It's you the just got system. to do it. Yeah. We don't want to disrupt the game with too much tech. That's at the core. What about when the mouth is open? Like you're breathing. Even wider it drink. has to be, I assume. It's going to be one of those things, you know, when um, there's like some jostling in the box and people like put their hands up and mm. try and step away. Like, it's not me, ref. I'm not oh, doing anything. They're sticking their tongues They're going to be like tongue as far out as possible. So if you have to uh, like maybe shout something, you're like, oh, do a, do a goal. Do, like, to your strikers, do a goal. You're going to want to stick the tongue as far out as possible right. to just show that you're abiding by okay. the rule. Um, what system is in place to make sure that everyone does always have this? Oh, there's not one that we know of yet, but <laughs> I've invested into the research tree. I, I'd need to know more about that before I gave this uh, a red or a green light. There are 22 players on a football pitch and one referee. I'm saying we switch that. One player, 22 refs. Um, I feel as though just having the one player, uh-huh. potentially, and don't jump down my throat here, I'm oh, just spitballing, far be it but from me. potentially removes any kind of competitive element from the game. Interesting you should say that, because they're going to be playing, of course, for their own side. But did I say it's the same one player throughout the match? So what Substitution is going to be rampant. You're going to be able to call on... So here's how I see it playing out. You start with your goalkeeper. Okay. He's doing a goal kick. He kicks. We immediately swap him out. He kicks. As he kicks the ball, he's off mm-hmm. to be replaced by a midfielder. But what about the opposition? Who is what the opposition? What about the opposition? Exactly. As soon as the ball crosses that halfway line, 11 of the referees are going to push that player off the pitch and drag on a member of the opposition who then gets to go. And it really becomes a game of who can, who can swap score on from, and off. Who can score from the halfway line is what the game becomes. Interesting <laughs> that you should say that because we're going to have a moving halfway line to right. counteract just that problem where half of the refs are in charge of this constant flow of stuff. Does, does half the, of them are redrawing the line. Does the redrawing follow a kind of pattern? Uh, yes, but not one we're privy to. Right. Are they privy to it? The refs are. The players. The players are not. No, then, very much not. But it's how do we guess. how do we know that the line redrawing is fairly done? FIFA, they are famously uh, oh, the famously uncorrupt, yeah. unbiased, fair play, yeah. not at all set blatter enabling oh, FIFA football. That was the exception, not the rule. Oh right, okay. is what I've been told. He to was say. a big exception. <laughs> You're on, on board with that one then? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Again, I need to see more of more of the paperwork on that one. Two words for you. Boggart balls. Boggart balls. Yes. Give me your Boggart, gut check. as in from Harry Potter and from the Harry Potter Band. universe. So the ball transforms <coughs> into what you fear the most. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and this is not a literal magical transformation because we're not being ridiculous. This no, is, no, no. This is a deadly this is serious. scarecrow-esque. 
where your every player has to submit to, as well as the usual drug checking, they have to be mandatorily gassed before the game with the scarecrow juice mm-hmm. straight up the sinus. They'll be chock full of it. They'll be flying high yeah. on that vapor, I assume. But also, it does have a side effect that it means that the surface the ball is coated in does respond and kind of latch into your total source of fear. Okay. Um, so, what I'd like to explore here then is um, the fairness of this mm-hmm. um, in terms of people's fears. Yeah. Um, because if I'm afraid of the HIV virus. Okay. The ball is invisible. No, I think that the your subconscious if I'm afraid, manifesting. If I'm afraid of heights, uh-huh. what is the ball? <laughs> oh, tell you what, it's very <laughs> off the ground. And maybe the ball would be like a portal into just a great big pit. So like the view off the Burj Khalifa. So what you need to do then is find 20... Well, you need to find a squad of maybe 19, 20 odd uh-huh. players. This is me being a manager. This who point. are terrified of footballs and train them to become footballers. <laughs> How are you going to do that? Yeah, well, I'm, all I'm saying is that they have a distinct advantage and that it's not going to turn into anything else. No, I think that, I think that adds a whole other layer of problem because then not only do you have to stop them being afraid of football, Every time they play triggers the same fear that is the game itself. Whereas at least if you're only afraid of, say, ghosts and the ball is a ghost, at least you still know I'm really good at football. If I can get over this ghost ball. No, but the problem there is that if if not, then, then they're not used to that fear. When my boys are in training, oh, see, they're, so they're scared, but they're used to playing so with that fear. Are they so when they get onto the when they get onto the pitch, they're like, you know, they're not. I'm not saying that they're unaffected, but mm. they they're like, okay, they, this is just like training, lads. Yeah. Whereas yours, <laughs> like, they're banging them in from twenty yards in training. They get out on there. The ghosts are great. The ball's a great big spider. They won't know what to fucking yeah, do. Yeah, I can see what you mean, but it sounds like we're going to have to get a lot of youth infrastructure in place so that they're training from as early an age po- as possible these football phobes oh yeah just, definitely to just play through that field. yeah I guess that would be a very good long term it, it makes it more grassroots again do you think there'd be some scope to maybe balance it so you've got like a core midfield of the football phobes but then your strikers who you know they just need that moment of inspiration maybe that's where you get the people who are more technically gifted right you get the Mbappes of the field out. Okay. So that it's like he he's not going to be consistent because he hasn't gone through that rigorous training. But in the same way that those their guys' skill ceiling is going to be kind of low because they're scared of the game. He's not scared of the game and is very good at it. But if he can just get over he that. He just has to get over the fact that he's... Wolves or whatever it might be. Yeah, that he's like... Grandma. He's chasing his ex. Yeah, and just kicking it into the... Yeah. Mm. So I'm suggesting maybe there's a balance to be struck are the goalkeepers subject to the same thing they sure are and that's going to be because that feels a bit unfair because the others don't have to catch what they're afraid of but they do have to like chest what they're afraid of they don't have to I mean you could play an on the on the ground game well goalkeeper doesn't have to catch it if he's very very good at flying around with his shoe oh right (laughs) with just the shoe yeah kicks his shoes to stop the the goal but Hmm. you're gonna see very maybe they get a lighter dose uh, heavier, if anything. Oh, no. Yeah. And also because you're in the goal, you're going to have gloves. probably some sort of like stand system built into the posts that's like Ooh. binaural spookiness, which is actually the trademark name of the technology. Okay, right, yeah. Here's one for you. What number's this? I can't remember. Good. There are only a couple left. This one is another game-inspired element, as in video games. I want to see 
rhythm games crossing over into the football space so something like dance dance revolution or tap tap revenge yeah crypt of the necromancer um some sort of bonus like there's going to be a track playing throughout our boots and these bonuses are awarded if you make plays on beat and penalties that range from minor to excruciatingly severe if you drop the beat Oh, so yeah. imagine a penalty shootout for example that's really at its purest where this system would work so you've got your run up and kick now that's going to be really big but then once the kick's out it's it's incumbent on the goalkeeper to punch it away yeah also on the beat but that is that I feel is is where again it's unfair on the goalkeepers because being a goalkeeper for a penalty shootout is already a kind uh-huh. of a, a, both a thankless and a thanking job I suppose mm-hmm. but you know, there's nothing you can do. You hope that you, you yeah. guess right. So now you could make the world's most incredible dive, latch onto this penalty, and then it actually is worth two goals. No, no, I'm not none. saying it will count as a goal, but what I'm saying is there'll be some sort of inbuilt like what? hindrance. Maybe maybe the goal gets a little bit bigger afterwards. We're not back to like the that. weights again. Or maybe, we? how about this? oh, this is great because it's part of the rhythm game. Maybe now the goal is moving to the rhythm. It's like swaying. So you've got to like left you've got to right. side to side. You've got to constantly be sashaying on your goal line. That would be a beautiful, that would make the beautiful game even more. Even more beautiful. beautiful to watch. Yeah. What about during like open play? Then? That's where it's going to be complicated, isn't it? But I think the potential for extreme bursts of skill are is sky high. It's going to be like FIFA street level of... Play. Bullshit. <laughs> Team, it's going to encourage a certain style of play that's very like decisive. I think I'm on board as long as um, there's like a, a you know in in Mario Kart yep. that we've been playing a lot of um, when Nintendo you do an Switch. online race, yeah. um, you get a choice of four of three tracks plus random Uh and you have your vote and everyone else has a vote and then those are like the eight options and then a kind of wheel of fortune-esque timer runs through a clicker goes through and then settles on one that's how the tracks are chosen so like you all all 11 of you could vote for uh i don't know yeah maybe and, Let's go okay. there by Asha. And then, but then the opposition have all gone for Corby, maybe. Uh, okay. And maybe you're like, you know, so these what, are different have, beats. Are you suggesting that they've trained to Yeah by Asha? Yeah. Or maybe just to that kind of form. Yeah, form and they like, think that they're battle. That's their play style. You're like, Brazil, they're known for their very rhythmic 4 4 plays. Whereas like Costa Rica come out and they're playing in like 5 4. And that's going to baffle them. Yeah. That's an interesting new level to add to it then, isn't it? Yeah, because then the game starts. Yeah. That could have some waiting in like who gets the final vote for the song. Are we saying it's going to be the same song for the whole game or maybe like per half? I think it's an artist, maybe not a song. Oh, that's interesting. We get onto their, we get onto their Spotify we hit shuffle. Mm. So you're like, maybe you're like, yeah, okay. We we, we, we know Queen. Yeah. But then it comes up and it's, we are the champions and it's so much slower do, than do, you're do, expecting. Do, 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 kick, kick, time after time. <laughs> save, save. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. And then by the time, like, 
if having it goes into a text, good time, time. having a good yeah. <laughs> just start oh charging God. down the... when it, and that's in like the second half of extra I mean time. Bohemian Rhapsody comes on and no one's got a clue <laughs> <laughs> but imagine how good it would be when you like start getting into the deep cuts of these bands like back catalogue tracks that no one's heard of and they're just like there'll be an unsurety of like well, I don't yeah. really know I don't know the song like is it going to speed up something like Good Vibrations that style of like different tempoed sections yeah and when you don't know the track that's going to make for it's going to reward players who are rhythmic and who are prepared to adapt i guess musically yeah to the challenges of of the track i yeah. think that's a good one yeah I'm on best board. one so far yeah definitely up there Better with that tongue bullshit up there with the tongue good glad to hear it we've talked about this one before i want to see if we can nail out a specific mechanic for it and that is introducing something like the snitch to football oh right so uh uh, 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 something that's worth more points yeah, than game ending, anything else. but not necessarily game winning just condition. Just a usually, lot of yeah, yeah. Like maybe if the opposition had caught it against that Everton game you mentioned, they wouldn't have won, but their humiliation would have been over. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe if you say it's worth five goals, maybe or six goals. Yeah. That's that's you know, it's an it's an inordinate number, but it's not a it's not a de facto win. What if, if you... it's worth no goals, but it's worth like you know in. Uh, is it in snooker or pool where if someone fouls, you get to put the cue ball in a specific area yeah. in order to take a shot? What if it was that? So you could like choose anywhere within like their half to take set pieces from. Right. And you get like 10 of those. You get 10 of them. Yeah. And after some of those, them, the game is over. Yeah. After whatever happens, that's the end of the game. Okay. So what I'm saying is it just takes the heat off in terms of like, it's not just a definitive there's still some element of gamesmanship there where you're going to have to come through and you'd have to know that if I catch this ball snitch, whatever <coughs> that turns out to be, and maybe it's just some people like playing massive tennis on either side of the court, something like that with a bouncy ball. I'm thinking... There's still work to I'm do. thinking more that it, it should be something to do with goals. Okay. Because that is... I mean, the snitch is still just points. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that it introduces a, a new area of the game it's that it's worth a lot of points yeah so you know can you you've got certain people in the team dedicated to doing this and also it, it's like a, a a potential last minute ploy ploy for, yeah. for victory that maybe it's something like if you can score a goal mm-hmm. without the ball touching the floor oh. from when your team takes possession that counts as unlocking the snitch. It's like, yeah, it has to start in your half. Mm-hmm. If you want from when you win possession, you score a goal without it touching the floor. Yeah. Um, then that ends the game. Uh-huh. So you could, you, you could technically from kickoff, pass it back into your own half, have someone hoof it downfield. Someone's up the other end. They jump, they head it in mm. five nil games over. You've lost. That's so good. there's that eminent danger, but, at the same time, if you try and put that tactic into use kind of in the mid-game, mm. oh, it's very easy to be dispossessed straight God, up the yeah. other end and Mbappe just fucks off, <clears throat> sticks it, it in. Then it's like, okay, now we've got to score yeah. the super in the air. Don't let the ball touch the floor goal. One of the aspects of the snitch that I like <clears throat> particularly is the idea, and it's a very poor one in terms of sport generally, but JK made it work that you have to devote a whole member of your quite small team yeah. solely to doing this. Like Harry never gets involved with the quaffle 
or the bludgers, as far as I know. Like he's never, no. he's never really doing anything. And I always thought like there was more he could be doing. I've, I think I've solved it. So go on. How are we going to get a dedicated? This is team what we member? do. It's still the goal idea, yeah. but it's forget all this doesn't have to touch the floor. Mm-hmm. It's still about scoring a goal. But each team, they've got their eleven players, yeah, and one child. Oh, that's good. And, if and can sh- they be dressed as a kind of golden snitch sort of? Like yeah, they have if to you wear want. Maybe they have to have like a kind of semi-zorb thing going on. Uh, possibly. So that they, makes if they it get even knocked, hard. But yeah. If they get knocked, they're not going to get injured because no. they're being attacked by men. Yeah, but if if your child scores a goal... And you have to call them, they have to get their name legally changed to Mr. or Mrs. Snitch, the baby child. Yeah, yeah. Mr. or Mrs. Snitch, the baby child. And they that's how they call it. They go, in for Mr. or Mrs. Snitch, the baby child, ball! <laughs> Cross comes in. They just stick their tiny little head out of the zorb on the ball. <laughs> like and a turtle. It's five five goals to you. Oh, Game's that'd over. That would be so good. And so... Oh. What about, this is all by ideas, spark my imagination, because maybe if they were suitably protected in the Zorb, you could actually play Mr. or Mrs. Snitch the Baby Child as an adult. So you see like this amazing cross coming in, Mr. and Mrs. Snitch, Mr. or Mrs. the Baby Child's on the halfway yeah. line. You boot them up gently, but with a kind of practiced, you know, follow through. It's not mm. going to be painful because they're protected by this yeah. very, very expensive Zorb equipment they're going to intercept with the trajectory of the ball and they don't even have to really do anything but maybe no that's what i'm thinking they just get their arms like up another anyway. another technique then is that you just have them constantly running in at the back post yeah or right? just and you have a couple of people dedicated to sort of protecting them yeah. a little bit you whip balls across the box you know if if someone doesn't get their foot on uh-huh. it before them and get it's a goal in facto in off them for mr or mrs five now that's so good that's, that's really good. Idea. Well, we're in, I'm writing. That one's good. I'm writing to the EPL <laughs> tomorrow. Good. And make sure to use Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Yeah. Um, baby Snitch. <clears throat> we were playing a bit of Overcooked last night on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, and by last night, I mean until 6 I'm so excited to keep it going. <laughs> it's a very, very good game on what I'm proud to consider now the greatest console God ever made. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a cooking multiplayer game, which yep. yet sounds dull, but <laughs> here's the thing. It's mental. There it's are earthquakes. There's all sorts. And one of the things that fucked us over particularly was the ice level. And that got me thinking, could we add, you've heard of grass, why not try New terrains. glass with studs? That'd be interesting. I'm mm. thinking ice, I'm thinking quicksand, mud. Um, like it, how in tennis... Sometimes they play on clay. Yeah, exactly. Play on That's really lacking from football. It does lead to some unfortunate things, like at Wimbledon the other day, uh, when Federer got knocked out, uh-huh. and they of said, the contest or yeah, of his own of, consciousness of the contest. And I think it's Kyle Anderson it was who knocked him out. Uh-huh. And Kyle Anderson has beaten the king of grass. <laughs> well, let's cool not name. call him that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the idea. I think that maybe not quite as, I, I, you know, like tennis, I don't think we need to go quite as mad as to go, it's on ice. I just think there'll be something to it, having like, I don't think there needs to be much ice, but I think maybe like eight square feet just mm-hmm. sort of towards the halfway line. I'm just thinking like today at the, at the um, final ceremony for the World Cup, mm-hmm where there'd been an enormous storm mm, and the very pitch wet. is inc- like hugely waterlogged. So you're suggesting very wet grass. Yeah, I think it, it yeah, adds... Very there's wet. footage of a game from, I think it's South Africa, where that's happened. The pitch is in, like 
preposterously waterlogged mm-hmm. and a guy trying to take a free kick from 20 yards runs up and wellies it with all of his might and it goes maybe 10 yards <laughs> like doesn't reach so the wall because it's just so but he kicks a fucking yeah. tidal wave and then it's you know people just kick there's water everywhere cool, there's spray it? that'd be like the end of uh, Step Up to the Streets the second Step Up film where they dance they have that dance off in the rain I couldn't and I guess that'd be confirm or deny but I will trust you Here's my last one, and it's another kind of um, in the same vein as the very good players. This is there's an element of subjectivity here that I think we need to lean into and just accept. With this whole debate about can VAR, which is you know computer aided mm-hmm. vision that helps the referee, can it ruin the game? Is there a balance to be struck, and where is that balance? Yeah, I'm suggesting we return some authority to the referee and give them a kind of wild card rule where at any point in my head at the moment, it's maybe once per half, they get to just reach into their pocket for a new card. That's, um, I don't know that it needs to be any color. I think it could be see-through even, but they have to bellow. You can't kick it like that. And that just nullifies that bit of play, whatever they're referring to. So you just think there's one point where they can just go, whatever that was. Oh, you, no, you can't kick it like that. And then people just have to be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I couldn't mm, kick it like that. No, I knew he was going to do it then. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I thought you were going to say, and um, which I think also could be interesting is that they, I think once a minute, uh-huh. uh, sorry, for a minute, every okay. 10 minutes, they get magic man status. Okay. So you ever play with the magic man when you play right. in the park where you've got an odd number of people. Okay. So one player is playing for both teams. Uh, okay. Whoever's got the ball, they're playing. Well, for. I've never heard that referred to as magic man. Yeah. That's a good name for it. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like we hit the 10 minute mark, man, you were on the ball. He's Some a man, you play. They can pass him. He can distribute. He can't score. No, that's He fair. can only distribute. You don't want to be crazy. And obviously, uh, therefore, he can't ever tackle either because whoever's in possession, uh, he's yeah. playing for. So he's only uh, like a distribution man, mm-hmm. but, but he, he's there. Good. Because sometimes, like the ref, they're always in a good position. They've got great position. They've got the to be in a good position. Yeah. So you give it into them, they knock it through the through ball, and Bappe's onto it, yeah. and it's it. And that's eight goals. And, but and, then, he's, and he's got Mrs. Baby Snitch. So yeah. That's five, and it's and, done. And, you know, you've got to keep an eye because obviously sometimes you can't really see the clock as a player. You've just got to have that kind of internal clock, Uh that wood block, fake block going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because he might be right up the other end. He's in a fantastic position. You want to, you know, knock it up to him so he can head it down for the striker. But by the time it gets to him, the minute's up, he's no longer, he just steps out of the way of it. Would he have some kind of digital shirt that changes colours to represent? No, that's part of the skill. Okay, so you have to just keep track of that. So there's like, it's like an alt management kind of thing from esports. That could be interesting. I think maybe, what if this rule of, uh, you can't kick it like that, before the game, he has to go to the fourth official with a special notebook and he writes down what the criteria are. Now that I like. For, you can't kick it like that. So maybe it's like at right angles, you can't kick it like or, that. Or, you know, um, three consecutive touches with the left foot. You can't kick it like that. And he has to write that and then seal it in a notebook, in an envelope, sorry, that's like watched by probably that really good insurance firm that looked after the um, the La La Land Oscar victory. Oh yeah, they are good. Yeah, they, they can keep watch on anything you need. So that's sealed and that's left with him. And then 
it becomes a tactical game as a player. You're going to want to, in the first 20 minutes, really experiment to find out what you can't kick it like. Yeah. So that when he shouts, you can't kick it like that, you're going to huddle and be like, okay, so what? Let's play that. Oh, like, what do we do? What do we do? That was on my left. Oh, no, but it was a bit, it was like a thigh. It was sort of like closer to the knee, though. So maybe it's a joint based thing. Maybe <sighs> but hang on a minute. No, joint. but maybe it was because as I did it, the ball made a kind of B flat. No, oh, and maybe that was it. Could be because I have to test that. Who's got who's got perfect pitch? Okay, you come over. Perfect pitch. Nice, nice. That'll be good. That would be a very punny choice from. Yeah, so if you knew he, it was a ref, maybe the ref. Has, the maybe pun. the ref has to come up with a kind of pun title for it. So at the end, after the match over, he or, has to reveal it. Or no, or maybe beforehand. That's what he says. He's like, uh, he gives him a riddle. You can't kick it, and here are the new rules: how you can't kick it. Like, uh-huh. and he goes, perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, um, I don't know, three sinister people. Uh-huh. So that's the perfect pitch. If it hits, if you kick it and it makes a certain note, yeah. you're like, right, okay, we can't hit that note anymore. And then left for three sinister passes. people, left foot passes. That does add, because I, I think one of the criticisms of footballers is that they're stupid. And yeah, thick, and it which brings in. unfair, but it would prioritise a certain tactical play yeah. that I think could be really powerful to see. Yeah. I just think those opening few minutes where often there's this slower game of like let's test the defense let's see like where they're running who's their playmaker that's when people are really going to have to mix it up and work out like oh maybe it's because i blinked as i passed or maybe it was like yeah when when the sun goes behind a cloud you can't kick it like that there's all sorts up there um i like these suggestions because not all all of them but i think that you've missed out something that i think sits in the subconscious of all football fans in one form or another. Okay. Um, a much simpler suggestion uh-huh. than even your, what if all the players are very balls. good? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, which is, what if we just delete the idea of a draw? Ooh. What if all games, like during the Premier League, obviously you can't be making them play extra time every fucking Saturday. Be a bit much. But straight to pens. Yeah, or instead of penalties, maybe that's when it goes straight to one of these new rounds, like the tongues have to come out. Okay. <laughs> come out of something terrible and swift as well. You hear that full-time whistle, it's one <laughs> Tongue has to be straight out, or much like a kind of musical statues thing. The ref's going to be looking around. Yeah, for the... VAR assisted to be like, fuck, oh, right, there it was. We get Hawkeye in. Yeah, that'll yeah. be straight sending off if the tongue's not out. I mean, all the, all the best games... Don't are, draw. Yeah, yeah, are the ones where it's not a draw uh-huh. and where we get some kind of result. We get the penalties. It makes it a much more interesting sport as well for the neutrals. Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching just, I don't know, Rando Super Sunday yep. on Sky Sports and it's, I don't know, Liverpool Burnley. Yeah. It, 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 no one's like, oh, quick, to all, please. You want, <laughs> a, on. you want a result, you know, you want yeah. it in there. And if you've got to watch, you've a, got to have a narrative. Get, if you get to watch a penalty shootout, which is the, frankly, the most exciting aspect of football. Of any sport. Of any sport, yeah. you're correct, ever. Then, you know, I think that that just is going to lure more people in. And when that penalty shootout is soundtracked by the Blazing Squad doing their meet you at the crossroads, kick, kick. Meet me at the crossroads. But then, there's the, then there's the rap verse, and that's going to mix up the tempo. It's going to be big. So there are some of our ideas for, for sport. If you've got any orgs, any augmentations to a yeah. sport of your choice, or a game, or anything, really, maybe just your own life, you can send them over to us at TAS 
at shame.city. We're on Twitter as well, aren't we? At that's a shame cast. Mm, that sure. At that's a shame cast for the show. Car beeped as if to say, yeah, I follow you. I'm on board. Which they definitely aren't. Yeah. But never mind. Um, at D.E. Delane for myself. Mm-hmm. At Isaac B.D. for Isaac. Place to be. We've got a Patreon. We sure do. Patreon.com Patreon. slash shame city. Sure is. And we're going to have... Some have incorrectly said shamesity. Have they? That's so And that is very disappointing. That does upset me to the core. Um, you get all kinds of bonus content there. Three extra little mini episodes a month. There's all kinds of yep. stuff from um, just a dollar. No, 50 cents an episode. Um, shame.city slash contact as well. The contact form on the website. Yep. You can send us all sorts of ideas. Shame.city slash review or reviews. If Much you'd like to give us a five approach. star for this wonderful month of July. Uh-huh. And of course... Warm me bomb. Mm. Word of mouth is the best of mouth. Really Tell is. everyone, Maybe, shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to say you don't even have to know these people anymore because when we've given them such kind of applicable conversation topics as like, oh, what if everyone's tongues are out of football? Or what if there's a Mr. Snitch boy baby in yeah, a all? You can say that to any cab driver in the land and that's a friend for life right there. And then you right don't there. have to say, has it been busy? Yeah. What time are oh, you on till? Oh, is the weather there? And they're like, yeah, yeah. the weather's oh, still the weather there. Always... Just go straight in with baby snitch and cut to the core of that friendship. Until okay. next episode, episode 101. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be big. No f- I'm not afraid to say so is what I was trying to say until then of course I've been Isaac you've been I've been Declan we'll see you on the other side of that bye guys look for the bare necessities simple Recipes that bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander, wherever I roam I couldn't be fonder of my big home The bees are buzzing in the tree To make some honey just for me The bare necessities of life will come to you Wherever I wander, wherever I wander.
the necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.